Great Loop Radio, brought to you by America's Great Loop Cruisers Association. We're dedicated to sharing Great Loop information and inspiration with those actively cruising, planning for, or dreaming about a Great Loop adventure. I'm Kim Russo. I'm the director of AGLCA. Today we are talking about the city of Paducah, which is a great stop on the loop, and it's really kind of an up-and-coming stop, so I'm excited for you to learn more about the city. Before we jump in, as always, I want to take a moment to recognize and thank our Admiral sponsors who support AGLCA at the highest level. They are Curtis Stokes and Associates, Passage Maker Trawler Fest, Skipper Bob Publications, and Waterway Guide Media. As always, we encourage our listeners to support these businesses that support the Great Loop. And speaking of Great Loop sponsors, uh, the city of Paducah is a sponsor of AGLCA, and I'd like to officially welcome Pam Spencer. Pam is the communications manager for the city of Paducah. So Pam, thanks for joining me today. Well, thank you, Kim, and thanks for having me on to talk about uh, Paducah. It's a great place. Yeah, and I actually have told lots of people about Paducah from other cities as well, um, because I think Paducah is such a great example of what can happen when the city really does some things to welcome voters. Uh, so let's start, though. I'm sure that there are a lot of people who really aren't too familiar with Paducah, Kentucky. So Give us the basics. Tell us a little bit about the city and where you're located. Okay, well, Paducah is a city of about 27,000 people. It's in McCracken County, which has about 65,000 people. We are about halfway between St. Louis and um, Nashville, Tennessee, right on Interstate 24. Now, for the boaters, we're at mile marker 935 on the Ohio River and mile marker zero on the Tennessee River. We have two rivers coming together right in our downtown. So the Tennessee River starts in Paducah and the Ohio River is on its ending progression as it's coming by here. And we're in far western Kentucky, right at the tip of Illinois. Great yeah. place to be. It's, it's a great place to be, <laughs> and it's right there on the main Great Loop route, um, mm -hmm. and it's actually a much-needed fuel stop, so I don't know if that is one of the reasons, but Paducah built a transit facility for boats, um, opened probably three years ago now, if I'm not mistaken. 2017. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about why Paducah made this move and decided to build this great facility for boaters. Well, Paducah's riverfront, we've always talked about it as it's the, the backyard for everybody. It's a riverfront that uh, draws people downtown, but I think for decades we were scared of it because we've had some big floods in the past and we have a huge flood wall down there, but it is still this beautiful asset and we wanted to capitalize on it. So we ended up luckily getting some wonderful grant money through the federal government as well as a boating infrastructure grant. And so we wanted to start working on making our riverfront something that boaters would enjoy as well as tourists and citizens. So um, we thought one of the things that we need to have is a, a transient boat dock. So the, one of the first things we had to do is build basically a harbor for it. So there is a landmass, it's a park that goes out into the river and that took years to permit. <laughs> we had a, uh, Mussels that were found, endangered mussels, and so we had to relocate some mussels, but we have this landmass, and that creates a nice, beautiful park, and then we've put a 340-foot long dock that is in the, the, the harbor side of this landmass, and um, I went down there just a few minutes ago, and we have boaters parked right now. We had eight boaters last night. Eight boaters are going to be staying tonight, and uh, it's one of those kind of docks that we can expand on it. We can keep adding sections to it if we want to. Right now we have 340 feet. 
And that's, that's great to hear. And this is the time of the year for the next few weeks. You're probably going to see quite a few loopers heading their way through Paducah. Um, and as I said in the beginning, I love to use Paducah as an example for others um, because there are some grants available and the voting infrastructure grants for one, um, a lot of that money goes unused each year. And I, I love what you said that, you know, it was kind of almost not sure what to do with the waterfront, but towns mm -hmm. like Paducah that have really sparked a resurgence in their riverfront, which for so many of the small towns on the loop, you know, the, the cities were settled from the waterways outward. But since then, some of the riverfronts have really been forgotten. And I think it's great to see a city really um, using that asset and using it for the benefit of the people who live in the town, but also to welcome voters that are coming through on the waterway. So it, it's a great facility and it's a much needed place. You mentioned um, 340 feet of dock, but tell us a little bit more about the boat itself, the, the dock itself. Um, so you said eight boaters there yesterday and today. And we can probably do the math a little bit on the calculations, but how many boaters it depends, of course, on the length of the boats, but how many boaters are you typically seeing per day? Um, are they fixed or floating docks? What are some of the specifications of the facility? Well, we can, um, we have nine power pedestals that have hookups on both sides. So that makes you think that 18 boats, depending on the size of the boat. Um, it has fuel, um, diesel, and marine grade. We also have the, the power and the sewer pump out. We don't have a restroom or a shower facility, but we do have um, those types of services with the, the, the sewer, the power, and the water. Um, it is a floating dock that is fixed. I guess it's kind of hard to explain. We have these gigantic pilings that stick out of the water, 36 inches wide, and the dock rises up and down on these pilings. Paducah is very challenging. The Ohio River can fluctuate 35 feet in one year. So that's wow. why for so long, uh, we were kind of scared of the riverfront. How do we tackle this? What is the engineering feat that has to be done to be able to handle this? But those gigantic pilings allow the dock and the gangway to just go up and down with the river. And it will go up, I think, three feet. Once it gets to the top of the flood wall, it, 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 it can go a little bit higher. And then after that, it's gone. <laughs> but, but we have a 14 foot flood wall. So if we ever had that kind of situation, uh, there's a lot of thought that goes behind this. Yeah. And you're right about the engineering that would go into allowing for that kind of a shift. We have, um, I live here in Charleston, South Carolina, and my neighborhood's dock is built the way you describe. Um, and it's set to accommodate some of the big tidal shifts we have here. You, of course, don't have that tidal shift, but I never really considered that the, the depth of the river can change that much from year to year. So that is a big engineering challenge because we're not dealing with anything like 35 feet here in Charleston unless we have a major storm. Um, so that's really interesting to know. One and of also the, the dock the, is fairly yeah. large. The dock is wide. It's a 20 foot wide dock. And if you go down there, it doesn't feel wobbly at all. It, it's mm -hmm. not really... Um, it doesn't make you woozy as you're walking. It's very right. stable with those pilings and being 20 feet wide. So we, yeah. we wanted to have something that was uh, for the public, general public, just to walk down there and enjoy too. Right. And for those who are perhaps not on the loop yet or haven't really studied the route, uh, most loopers will turn off of the Mississippi River at the Ohio River, which is when they're heading for Paducah, um, and then on to the Tennessee River. Um, but this is one of the areas on the loop that uh, many are starved for fuel by this point. Uh, so before the dock was available there in Paducah, the biggest distance between fuel stops on the loop was right in this area. And it still is. Um, but Paducah has shortened that distance for us by about 50 miles. So you, at this point, need to get from Alton on the Mississippi to Paducah. It's about 200 miles. 
And that is currently your biggest distance um, between fuel stops. I'm sorry, I got that actually a little bit wrong. It's not uh, Alton. Hoppies is open. When Alton, when Hoppies is not open, it's 250 miles from Alton to Paducah. Hoppies, um, which had dealt with some floods, is on the Mississippi River near Kimswick, Missouri. And with Hoppies open, which it currently is for both diesel and uh, gasoline, mm-hmm. from Hoppies to Paducah, 200 miles. The biggest distance currently on the Great Loop between fuel stops. So before Paducah opened their facility, um, it was another 50 miles on down to Green Turtle Bay. So um, 250 miles had been the distance. That was too much for particularly some gasoline boats. So Paducah has been extremely helpful for some of our boats, especially gasoline. So we're thankful that you are there. Um, I know with some city facilities, particularly last year, but there were some COVID restrictions in place. Anything we need to know about um, for the city or in terms of usage of the transit dock? Uh, nothing. There, there's not really a COVID restriction for that. We don't have an attendant on site. Um, if you need the fuel, you have to uh, call and then somebody with our parks department will come right on over and they will be wearing a mask and doing the social distancing. But there's, there's no COVID restrictions. We just asked everybody to be safe. Okay. And are, what is, is there an operating season for fuel and for the dock, for dockage itself? There is, um, the dock is open year round. However, we do have to disconnect some of the utilities once it starts getting too cold because, I mean, it, it's, it's the way the dock is configured. We can't really insulate it that well. So um, let's see here. What is, what is the, the specifics on that? Um, we have to, we have to disconnect one thing. If the Ohio river is at 39 feet, we definitely have to disconnect there because the, the water is getting too high, but in the winter, we do start to winterize the water in the sewer pump out, but typically we still have fuel as well as um, power and the dock would remain open. Well, that, that is also very good to know because uh, some some loopers end up a little bit later in the season and maybe looking for fuel and, and a safe overnight stop. So very nice to know that Paducah welcomes them. Um, now, the Quilt Museum in Paducah has been a, a famed looper stop for quite some time and not just for loopers, but for many. But since the transient dock opened and, and it, you know, really is welcoming to boaters, Paducah, I think, may be the only city that has uh, earned the designation of three of the best of the loop categories that our members uh, tell us about each year. So I want to kind of jump into some of those things that there are to see and do in Paducah. But this is probably a great time now that we've talked about kind of the logistics and the mechanics. Why don't we take a quick break and play a message from one of our sponsors and we'll come back and jump into some of those great things to see and do in Paducah. We'll be back in a moment. Winter Harbor Marina is located on the Oneida River, 1.5 miles west of Oneida Lake in Brewerton, New York, just minutes from Syracuse International Airport. Winter Harbor offers the lowest diesel fuel and gas prices from New York City to Canada. If you find a lower posted documented price, they will match it. Their amenities include complimentary courtesy vehicle, 24-hour pay-at-the-pump fueling, dockside water and cable TV, pristine bathrooms and showers, and emergency haul-out service. For more information, call 315-676-9276 or visit www.winterharborllc.com. Winter Harbor is a proud commander sponsor of AGLCA. We're back. 
back on Great Loop Radio. My guest today is Pam Spencer. Pam is the communications manager for the city of Paducah, Kentucky. And uh, Paducah has a wonderful transit facility for voters. Many loopers are headed there right now. And there's a lot to see and do in Paducah. And it's, it's probably a little bit of an unknown stop for many. But since the transit uh, dock opened for voters in 2017, Loopers have been spending some time there, and each year we go out and ask our members for the best of the loop in various different categories. Paducah's got a a quilt museum, which uh, many people don't know about, but that's been covered by loopers at our events where we talk about navigation and what to see and do. And the quilt museum has always been listed, and it is listed as one of the top three museums on the Great Loop. So I think that's a great place to start because uh, some people hear quilt museum and think, Okay, what can I do while my wife goes to the quilt museum? Um, But we have many gentlemen who have accompanied their wives and found out that it was a great stop and something they found amazing and enjoyable. So tell us about the quilt museum there in Paducah. Well, the quilt museum opened in, I think, 1991. And several years ago, it actually was renamed the National Quilt Museum of the United States. It's congressionally designated as the quilt museum, the National Quilt Museum. And it's more than a quilt museum. It's an art gallery. If you ever see these quilts from a distance, they look like paintings. But then once you get close to them, you realize it's thread, it's fabric, it's intricate work that has gone into creating these masterpieces. Um, The gallery itself is gorgeous with beautiful lighting. Um, They have several different displays that they rotate Throughout the year, we've had the the 9-11 display, some of the quilts that are from the the National 9-11 Museum and Memorial. So they do rotate out a lot of the the pieces. Um, It has an incredible gift shop. I have to say uh, kudos to their gift shop. I've done a lot of Christmas shopping and gotten a lot of gifts at their gift shop. So definitely take a look there. But it's an art gallery. We are a UNESCO city of craft and folk art. And that is a true feather in our cap. And it's a pays homage to the quilts that we have here too. So these are incredible. It's 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 art. And I, I think in in doing a little bit of research for some of our presentations, kind of announcing the best of for each year, um, I think I saw that upwards of a hundred thousand people visit the quilt museum each year. Yes, I mean it is one of the biggest tourist uh, attractions that we have in this area, and it is so close to the transient dock. You can just walk right over there to it. I mean, it, it's not even a quarter of a mile from um, the transient dock. So definitely something not to be missed while you're tied up for the night there in Paducah. Um, the, another category, as I said, Paducah has been listed under museums for quite some time, but one of the categories that Paducah is new to is best meal, and this is amazing because the loop covers 6,000 miles and some of the biggest foodie towns in the United States. It goes through Charleston, it goes through Chicago, it goes through New York. Um, It goes past the Culinary Institute of America, which is often listed near the top. Um, But one of the top three meals for 2021 was at Doe's Eat Place, and it was the filet. And uh, it's uh, amazing to me. Um, but and that may or may not be some place you're familiar with. It may be one of those small places that loopers stumbled upon and it became a favorite. But tell us what you know about Doe's. Well, Doe's is in a prominent location. It's right there at 2nd and Broadway in downtown, right across from our kind of our popular meeting spot, which is the gazebo right there at 2nd and Broadway. So it has a prominent location. People see it. They see folks in there enjoying their meals and smiling. So they definitely want to stop in. And it is known for its steaks. I enjoy it a lot of times for lunch because they have 
great catfish. They've got a variety on their menu for lunch too, but uh, their evening meal with the steak, uh, it's huge. (laughs) It's definitely like a steak for two. So um, it's one of the popular places that we have downtown. It's great visibility, great location, great food. And sounds like also within walking distance of the docks. Everything uh, right in the downtown area. Once you come up up off the gangway and start looking around, you see the main part of downtown. You see Broadway, you see Jefferson Street, and then on the other side of Broadway is Kentucky. If if you can easily walk a quarter of a mile, a half mile, you'll find all kinds of things right in the downtown area. And speaking of the downtown area, there's a festival this weekend, and, and that's the third category where Paducah was included in the best of, and it was um, the best festival, so it was the top three there as well, and that is your barbecue on the river festival. Um, one of the neat things about the loop is, is loopers tend to be coming through kind of in the high season for each area, so they're coming through just at the perfect time for the barbecue on the river, which is one of the reasons it was named one of the best festivals. It's convenient and right there in the riverfront area, so as I said, coming up this weekend, tell us about it. Well, it has been affected by COVID. That is one of those festivals that um, with a, it typically attracts 30,000 people to downtown. So we double our, our population. But over the last two years uh, with the, um, the COVID situation, they've made the decision not to hold it right there on the riverfront. We have done something different. The organizers have done barbecue off the river. So the barbecue vendors are scattered around town and they're supporting their charities by cooking in different locations. So the website barbecue or bbqontheriver.org, right there on the homepage, it lists where a lot of the vendors will be. Um, not many in the downtown area, um, So, but if you can uh, get a ride to some of those other locations, you can enjoy the barbecue, but it, it's one of those decisions made for um, safety for COVID. But I know the Paducah Elks, they have, um, near the riverfront. They're at 310 North 4th Street. So if any of the boaters are down there, they can walk to Paducah Elks. They're selling Cajun corn. So we do have a variety of vendors scattered around. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's nice to hear that some consideration is being made to safety for COVID. Um, so this is an event that supports different charities though. So um, this year, as well as for those who are listening and maybe a year or two or, or more away from doing the loop, Tell us a little bit more about the event in general and what we might be able to expect once we're finally past all of of the the COVID that we are still dealing with. Right. We hope to bring it right back to the riverfront next year. Mm -hmm. Um, The Barbecue on the River organization, I think they have one of the best mission statements. It's very simple. Raise the most money for charity. Cook the best barbecue in the country. I mean, a lot of mission statements are so complicated (laughs) with so many big words. Theirs is simple and they live up to it. Um, they attract some of the best barbecuers across the country to Paducah to, to do their, their magic. And the barbecuers and the vendors, they usually select a, vent, a, a charity, a local charity that they want to donate uh, a portion of their proceeds to. And each year, especially when we've had it on the river, they have raised more than $400,000 for local charities. And we're talking charities uh, such as Salvation Army, uh, United Way, uh, Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, uh, a variety of different organizations that need this boost. So it's a wonderful event that brings people together. It's a lot of fun and it has an incredible purpose. Well, and that's a, a phenomenal amount to have raised. Um, and I wish you the best of success with it this year. And hopefully next year we'll have even more loopers there as they're on their way through. And, and hopefully it'll be back to the riverfront. 
What else, um, since the, the riverfront really is kind of in the heart of town, what other things are there to see and do in that area that you would suggest people take the time to, to walk and, and go and see while they're at the dock? Well, one of the first things that you'll see is definitely our flood wall. Well, on the flood wall, we have an incredible line of murals. They're Dafford murals, and there's several dozen, and each mural has an um, identification plaque that tells you a little bit about it, and it's, it tells Paducah's history. And these are also just masterpieces of artwork um, that were done several years ago, but they come back and they, they kind of uh, refurbish them and brighten up the colors. And every year we have two or three of the murals just get brightened up again so that they, they look like they were painted yesterday. That's how beautiful they are. So definitely walk the riverfront and take a look at the murals. Um, nearby is right next to downtown is our Lower Town Arts District. This is a neighborhood that is full of art galleries where um, the artists may live on the bottom floor of this building and they have their gallery and then they're living upstairs. So we have a lot of artists that have moved into the Lower Town area and you'll find a lot of beautiful homes that have been um, rehabbed into beautiful art galleries and living quarters. Also, if you bring a bicycle along or like to walk, we have a Greenway Trail. The Greenway Trail starts in downtown Paducah, and it will go all the way through several parks over into the west side of Paducah. You can easily do uh, five miles on the city's trail, link up to a county trail for another mile and a half, and then come right back. So you can get a great workout in on the Greenway Trail, and it starts right there at the Transient Dock. Um, we also downtown, we have Maiden Alley Cinema. That's an independent um, cinema that is uh, in the downtown area showing a lot of those independent films and just those, those really interesting films that you can find nowhere else. Um, also this summer, we um, created an entertainment destination center for downtown. And that is where the bars and restaurants are participating. And you can um, take an alcoholic beverage. You can buy a specific cup and then walk around out in the downtown area in a designated area and, and enjoy a, an adult beverage, um, walk along the riverfront. So that is our entertainment destination center. So you'll see signs for that showing the boundary, but the boundary is pretty large. You can walk all over downtown, but uh -huh. that's just another way to enjoy our bars and restaurants and then keep on walking and talking and enjoy the downtown. Yeah, so those are a few things. We also have some other museums. We have the river discovery center, which is dedicated to the river industry and just uh, the, ecology and economics of rivers. Um, we have Market House Museum, which is the history of Paducah. That's another museum. We have Geyser Art Gallery. There's a lot. <laughs> there is a lot. And for a town the size of Paducah, it, it really is a lot. So we're, you know, I don't think it's too often that we really feature a town on Great League Radio. Um, but there is so much going on in Paducah and it's the time of the year that, that loopers are coming through. So it seemed like a great time to do this and to, to tell everyone a little bit more about what they'll find there, um, especially in light of, of all of the listings on the best of the loop for 2021 uh, list. So anything, um, obviously the boaters are arriving typically without brown transportation. You know, some of them do have bikes. So I'm glad you mentioned the bike trail um, because it's always more fun to explore on your bike when there is kind of a designated greenway for that, as opposed to riding with the traffic, at least for myself. <laughs> um, anything though, uh, that you would recommend visitors take the time to, you know, get an Uber or a Lyft if those are in your area. Um, anything, you know, a little bit further out that needs to be explored by car, but would be worth taking the time to do. 
Well, um, we do have a performing arts center. It is just south of the downtown area. Um, I think most folks could possibly walk to it, but if you if you need to to drive to it or, or catch a cab or lift, that would be fine. But our performing arts center and our market house theater, um, those are two definitely great places. Our market house theater is local um, um, performing theater. Uh, they just did a performance of. Um, Oh, Patsy Klein. They just did that the other day. Now, our Carson Center is an 1,800-seat performing arts center that brings in Broadway shows. So that's another um, wonderful place to stay and or to, to visit. Um, as far as getting around, we do have a couple cab services. We have Blue Dot as well as Keys Cab. And uh, I think we have Lyft. We don't have Uber, but we do have Lyft. Uh-huh. So... Um, Definitely go out and, and explore the rest of Paducah, see some of the, the wonderful town, the, the neighborhoods, because we've got some historic neighborhoods in addition to Lower Town, the next town, uh, next little neighborhoods, Fountain Avenue. So it, beautiful neighborhoods. Yeah. And if any of the voters are in need of reprovisioning, um, how far is the nearest grocery store? Is there one in walking distance or does it require a cab ride? It would require a cab ride. We have a small grocery store that is not far away um, that is right there on, uh, I believe, 3rd Street. So you can get some provisions there. But if you're looking at really stocking up and need a big grocery store, you'll probably have to catch a cab. But there is one small one that is right there on the main loop that's coming through the downtown area that has a, a good variety. Okay. One thing I neglected to ask you when we were talking about the transit dock, um, do you know what the, the fees are for dockage? I think it might be $2 a linear foot, something in that range. Okay. And I'm sure that that's on the website for the dockage, or you can call and find out because that of course is subject to change, but just so people have kind of a, um, a guesstimate of what it's going to cost. Because some of the places where you have access to all these kinds of things can get a little pricey. So it sounds like it's, it's pretty much what people expect is in that, that $2 ish a foot range, depending on where you are, of course. Um, Anything before we wrap up that I neglected to ask you about Paducah that you want to make sure everybody knows about your city? I would say definitely stop and visit and visit each year because we're constantly adding things because um, we have a $10 million grant through the federal government that is um, coming up real soon that we'll be able to start construction and we're going to be adding a big dock for the river boats that come through. We get the American Jazz, we get the Duchess, we get the American Queen, and they tie up farther um, upstream from the transient dock. Well, we're going to be building a wonderful facility for them, and in addition to that, we're going to be improving some of our intersections, make it more walkable. So over the next couple of years, there'll be more growth and development in the downtown area. Excellent. And again, um, for those of you listening, um, Paducah is an example I use. I've given presentations to a group of, of marinas who, you know, were that the topic was how to attract more transient boaters. And I love to use Paducah as an example of that because that uh, boating infrastructure grant money is available. And sadly, as I said, some of it goes unused every year. And that's a matching scenario if anybody's with a marina or a town. Um, but there's so many places along the river system that if you build it, they will come. If you have dockage for loopers, particularly on the rivers where it's kind of sparse um, between docks and between fuel stops, um, Paducah built that four years ago. It's, it's become a looper favorite, as I said, with three entries on the best of the loop list for 2021. So, and uh, Paducah has also become an AGLCA sponsor since they opened the transit dock a few years ago. And we certainly appreciate that. So 
we encourage our members, as we always say, to support the businesses that support the Great Loop. And, and Paducah is not a business, but they are a city that is really welcoming loopers and other boaters. So we hope everyone takes advantage of that. Pam Spencer, City Communications Manager for Paducah, thank you for being my guest today. It's been a pleasure having you. Well, thank you so much, Kim. And I want to thank all of the loopers coming through Paducah and thank you for stopping here. Absolutely. And, and thank you to everyone who's watched and listened today. We'll be back next week with another episode of Great Loop Radio. Until then, safe cruising. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.